What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from beautiful San Diego, California. Going through a heat wave down here, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we've got to produce the content for all of our AWLs. Got a packed episode for you guys running through our sports headlines this week. Uh, touching base on college football and recapping our horrendous college football parlays. Uh, then we're going to do our NFL previews segment and follow up with a little bit of a House of the Dragons to Dan talk. I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Jake and super special guest, Zane. Boys, how are we doing? Paige, I'm doing great. Uh, this is Jake in Seattle. The heat wave hasn't hit us, so I'm feeling good about that, looking at California. What's up, boys? Super special guest, Zane, coming to you live from God's country, Spokane, Washington, uh, not too hot here. Uh, mild breeze coming through the windows right now. We're in the full swing of things, boys. Football is officially here. I think we have three football drafts that are taking place during the recording of this episode. Um, all of the hosts will be doing their best to stay focused. Uh, it's going to test our ability to multitask. Um, that's for sure. And I'm not quite sure that we're very good at that. We have a tough time staying on track with just one task ahead of us, but stay tuned. Stay tuned, yep. And I'm actually on the clock right now as, as we speak. I've got a minute 30 though. I'm thinking about taking Travis Kelsey in the second round. What do you guys think? No, I don't like Pretty it. Sure tight end. Who else is like available, it. Paige? Who else is available? We got Javante Williams I like a lot. C.D. Lamb, Leonard Fournette. Javante uh, Williams, lock it in. C.D.'s nuts. <laughs> Yeah, but I think he might be available later. I've got a, I've got a quick turnaround. What's your turnaround? How many picks? One, six we, picks. We can't go into this hole, guys. We can't. We can't. <laughs> All right. I like Javante. I like Javante. I like, I like Javante <laughs> I'm gonna pick Javante because I like him. Uh, all right. But then we've got our intern crew tonight. Coop, Zambi, Dan. How are we doing? What's going on, fellas? Intern Coop here. Um, yeah, and as we all mentioned, uh, football's officially back. Our parlays didn't exactly go according to plan, but um, I may or may not have made some money on some other parlays. So love to see that. But yeah, excited to get it going. So let's rock and roll. What is up, everyone? Intern Zambi here. We got intern Baja with me as well. Currently coming from Spokane as well. And you can feel it. Fall is in the air every day that goes by. Sunset seven minutes sooner, but I have about 47 minutes until my draft. So you got all my attention. Let's go. Zambi, did we, did we have a softball game tonight? Yeah. <laughs> did we forfeit? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. No, neither of us, neither of us went dedicated to the pod. Love it. Some people play sports. We talk about sports. That's a that's a bigger deal. Is that to me? Yes, Dan. I'll uh, step in here. Sorry, I was getting attacked by my dog. Um, yeah, intern Dan here, coming to you live from Kirkland. Uh, coming to you post Mariners Day game, courtesy of the work trip. So, take my uh, takes with a grain of salt tonight. Um, and uh, ready to get into it. College football week one, NFL week one around the corner. And also, by the time you listen to this, I'll be on my way to Spokane checking out some wedding venues. So, got a lot going on over here in the household. 
Hell yeah. Awesome news. And yeah, good to be on with you guys, with whatever state you are, inebriated or not. But uh, I'm going to pass it off to Coop to uh, get us rocking and rolling on the headlines. Thanks, Paige. Well, to kick things off, we have um, some Zag news. A um, little bittersweet here. Uh, Gary Bell, um, he's taking his coaching talents to no other than NAU, Northern Arizona, as he has landed a assistant coaching gig. Um, I believe they are the Lumberjacks. Dan, is that right? Um, so it'll be a bit of, be tough to see him go, but I think this is a great opportunity for him. Um, and I don't think this is the last we'll see of Gary Bell. So wish him the best. Fellas, what are our thoughts? Very excited like you are for Gary Bell. You know, I love to grow the few coaching tree. I am concerned uh, for Gary Bell III, the prince that was promised. You know, he's going to be the best Gonzaga player of all time. And it would just be a better for the story if he spent his entire childhood, like, training in the kennel. But this will this can still work. You know, he'll still be around the game, learning from his dad. And then he'll still be ready to be the um, – the, the the guy who takes us to the championship we can jump in here i feel like personally like when i see gary bell is going to leave gonzaga to go coach somewhere i would hope it's something better than nau nau is not a great basketball program they're in the big sky conference i would think that gbj should be on like the rem track and go into schools that actually compete for things but hopefully it's more of an elevated role than maybe some of the other guys have left previously and Gary Bell, if he wants to, will uh, come. Will find his way back to Gonzaga. And Jake, I love your, I love your idea about GBJ, the third, being a Gonzaga Bulldog. Yeah, no, I think it's it's kind of interesting because you wouldn't expect him to go to NAU, but maybe this is just the right opportunity. And Gary Bell knows himself better than we know him, so I trust him. I think he's going to do great. And. We'll get to NAU later as well. Clarification, that's for football, not basketball. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I think we uh, summed it up uh, well. Um, I think Gary Bell will crush it at NAU. And like I said, I don't think this is the last we see of him. So best of luck to him. But moving on, we have some college football news. Um, as everyone knows, this past weekend was the first weekend of college football. A lot of big games. Uh, but probably the most entertaining was uh, LSU, Florida State. Uh, LSU went on to score or go on a crazy, I think, 99-yard drive to, you know, get within one point. I'm scoring the last uh, play of the game only to have the extra point blocked with Florida State winning. And um, Brian Kelly gets dunked on by a reporter. So, Jake, you're kind of our uh, resident Brian Kelly hater. Would you care to elaborate? Um, yeah, I guess I'm the newest hater on the Brian Kelly train. I'm pretty sure all the USC guys him a long time ago. But uh, yeah, so I believe it was either this morning or yesterday morning. Uh, he, Brian Kelly was holding a, a press conference about the game and there was a reporter who either showed up a little late or Brian Kelly thought they showed up a little late. And he, he was kind of trying to be like, oh, you know, like maybe you should uh, show up on time. Like, you know, this is uh, like a Notre Dame reporter showed up on time. And the reporter's response was just like, well, maybe I would if you would win a game. <laughs> just right in front of everyone. 
in the middle of the press conference, which it's hilarious how quickly LSU has turned on Brian Kelly, considering he's locked in for like 10 years. Yeah, I'm just glad that you've, you've finally come around to see, uh, you know, what we were talking about a long time ago as USC fans. We knew Brian Kelly was a complete tool from the beginning. Um, I will say, though, his reaction to the question was, like, actually pretty perfect. He was just like, well, what does that have to do with you showing up on time? I don't think winning has anything to do with this. But uh, electric, electric comeback um, as big J journalists ourselves, um, you know, I support, I support the commentary, the subtle jabs. Um, but I, you know, part of me also tips my cap to, to Brian Kelly. Cause he just takes it, man. He's, he's gotten pretty good at just taking the hazing, not only from, you know, the Twitter trolls out there, but, but from, you know, live reporters now. Oh, there's no way he has a social media, like maybe someone runs something for him, but there's no way he has a Twitter, right? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, like, the shit he gets from his weird little, like, recruiting videos that he does. Oh. Just the shit that he gets from Twitter. That stuff is so good now with him spinning around, putting up his L for LSU, and it's literally just an L for taking a loss. Also, there's a, the, the best video of that is a recruit who decommitted from LSU to go to Alabama. So that is also hilarious. Um Personally, watching that game live, I thought Brian Kelly was so unbelievably soft kicking that PAT when they score a touchdown in the final play of regulation. You're in New Orleans. You're at the Superdome. What do you have to lose? Go for two. Go for the win. Show that you're going to put your balls out there. Instead, he puts up his one little, you know, little fairy finger number one to go up there and kick a PAT. Doesn't coach him up well gets it blocked also if you watch the game earlier in the in in the game like they had probably the most egregious targeting penalty you will ever see in your entire life just a edge rusher coming in lowering the head launching at the quarterback brian kelly has no control over this team he's going to be a colossal failure at lsu i will go out on a limb and say it right now he's not going to last more than two years there before he leaves Dan, yeah, do you think it's going to be the Coach O situation where they bring him in? Hey, you got seventeen million. You know what I'm well, talking. Coach about. O, there, there's a great video of Coach <laughs> O when he when he heard about his buyout. He said, "Show me where the money is. And show me the door. <laughs> Go Tigers." So good for Coach O. Fight on. <laughs> but but no, I I, I think Brian Kelly is an absolute disaster. LSU is going to set themselves back as a program. Brian Kelly is not going to cut it there. And uh, Notre Dame, I think, lucked out because Marcus Freeman seems like a way better guy. That seems like the uh, a good hot take after one football game in the Brian Kelly, Kelly era. I like it. Two yeah. years. It would cost him so much. <laughs> Gone in two years after 40 minutes of football. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> Doesn't pass the eye test. Doesn't pass the eye test. I'm a prisoner <laughs> of the moment. I also do not like that guy at all, so that's why I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Imagine if our jobs had that. Like, they hired you, and they're like, it's an eight-year contract, but if you're really shitty, we'll fire you in two, but pay you for the eight. Like, sign me up. Like, the worst-case scenario for Barry is he just has $45 million extra dollars, or however much the buyout is. Is is Brian Kelly the most hateable coach in college football right now? Yes. Yeah. 
I can't even Easily. think. I mean, I think, you know, before before this whole Notre Dame, the LSU move, I think everyone would probably say Nick Saban. But, I mean, I think everyone, you got to respect Saban now. I feel like Jim up there. I don't – I'm not a huge uh, fan. I think James Franklin's a huge douche, but – Yeah. Just... Oh, like Dabo. Oh, all right, Dabo. You know who's – you know who's really turned his uh, persona around is fucking Lane Kiffin. That guy went from just a complete <laughs> asshole to like everyone kind of loves him. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick, quick question for the pod. I'm taking a real quick poll. Tyreek Hill or T. Higgins? Tyreek. 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 He's a wide receiver one. Just making sure. <laughs> Take us to the next headline. All right. We'll talk we'll talk more college football in a bit. But uh moving on, we have a couple of big female sports icons uh hanging it up, starting out with Serena Williams. She uh she just wrapped up at the US Open. She had a pretty big win, I think Thursday or sometime last week, um, but couldn't quite get it done. Um, so pretty big deal. Um fellas, is this the last we see of Serena? I'm going to say no. Her her exit interview was very much like maybe like she might be doing a Tom Brady, which but transfers the form from this, it's going to get very frustrating because I'm sure ESPN loves it because I who, who was saying like it's now like it was like the most watched tennis game like of all time, just like her last match. I have no idea who the tennis announcers are, so I can't help you there, Jake, <laughs> but I believe it. Any Anyone else? Yeah, I'll I'll say I'll say for uh, for Serena, you know, if if this is farewell, it's it's going off, you know, on the highest pedestal that you possibly could. I texted the boys earlier, uh, sort of in our pregame show that you know she's up there with the goats in all sports. You know, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, Serena Williams, uh, what she did for the sport, taking it international. Um, you know, it's just it's pretty awesome to see. And I think uh, I think we'll miss it dearly. It was really cool to watch the. Did any of you guys watch the, the last match when she was at go, like up against elimination? It was like it was like watching an old tiger this like cornered, like she just would not lose on the match point. So like it lasted for an extra like thirty minutes more than it needed to. But it was just pure spite that she wasn't going to lose. She could, like, not run anymore. We don't, we don't have any chatty Cathy's today, do we? <laughs> what happens when there's three drafts going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm just laying up intros. <laughs> uh, the guys aren't great multitaskers. But, um, yeah. I could jump in real quick on, on uh, Serena, though, just, like, while we're, while we're trying to get comments here. Um, I will tell you that from working in – local sports and determining like what sports like go where and kind of stacking a rundown and trying to make sure that things are appealing to the audience. Serena was the queen for lack of a better word there. Like she honestly, like if Serena was playing in any kind of major, like that was going to be one of the first things we were going to show a sports cast, which doesn't happen often when it comes to some of those individual sports. I'd say Zane, I think you're totally right with like putting her up there with the tiger treatment because that's exactly where she was. And uh, I think, you know, the, the competitiveness and the ability to succeed and to win on the biggest stage, like 
super, um, you know, impressive one and two, like not going to be a lot of people that can compete with that. So uh, big props to Serena way to go out with the bang. Got to love, uh, you know, playing on that biggest stage at, at Arthur Ashe stadium with guys like Saquon and, you know, different athletes there just like hanging on every single point uh, just goes to show the uh, impact that uh, she had on the sport. So we will miss her, but uh, hopefully that paves the way for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, Serena is definitely um, probably in, you know, she's definitely in the legend category when it comes to sports. Uh, but real quick shout out to uh, the American who uh, beat Nadal. Huge, uh, huge deal for American tennis, American tennis. Fucking back, baby. Men's that is. Men's that is. Uh, but moving on to another female sports icon, Sue Bird. Last night, held a game against Las Vegas. Jake, I think you were there. You want to take us through that atmosphere? I was. A uh, very electric atmosphere uh, against, a, you could tell, a much better Aces team than the, the Storm were. They, Storm were, were feeling a little bit old besides – Brianna Stewart, who I think she set a playoff record. She had like 45 points. She was, she was balling out there, but uh, yeah, really sad to see Sue retire, but she's probably the best Seattle sports star, like success wise of all time with four championships in Seattle, five gold medals in the Olympics, and then two collegiate national championships, not to mention like all the other like international league championships she wants. Very cool to see her get a play her last game in Climate Pledge. Huge crowd. Everyone's waving the crap or the towels. Um, they did the like thank you, Sue chant when Holly Rowe was interviewing her at the end. Just, you know, um, again, one of those best that that ever did it. Um, maybe not quite as big uh, as an international star as Serena, but I mean, talent in your sport up there. Yeah. She's uh, no doubt an icon. It'll uh, tough to see her go, but um, I'm sure she'll be she'll be around in some regard. But yeah, that concludes this week's headlines, fellas. Paige, I'll turn it back over to you. Yep. Good segment, boys. Uh, now we have to do the dirty work here. This is going to get a little painful, boys, but I'm going to hand it off to Jake to uh, walk through our uh, college football parlay segment. Okay, thank you. Uh, before we touch on the parlays, we'll touch on some real pain if you're an Oregon Ducks fan. That was uh, Georgia playing Oregon on Saturday. It was the big game of the early afternoon slot. And my God, Georgia beat the shit out of Oregon. I was down in Portland watching it with a lot of Ducks fans. And I think everyone gave up within five minutes. It was unquestionable Georgia was going to win. Boys, is the, did Georgia kill the Pac-12 officially? Is that is that what happened? I I wouldn't say officially killed the Pac-12, but that was a fucking beatdown. It was it was an embarrassment for the Pac-12. Um, I don't, you know, I, I personally I don't think I expected Oregon to be that good this year. I think you know in our in our host parlay group chat it was brought up potentially to pick Oregon at one point. And, you know, I, I responded saying, you know, I, I just don't trust this team. I don't know what we're getting. First year head coach. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect from Oregon. And I, and I think they're going to be very mediocre this year. I, 
question whether they'll even win the Pac-12 North. Um, the only reason I think they're definitely still the favorite is because the Pac-12 North is just absolute dog shit. Um, between the Washington schools, Oregon State, and the Northern California schools, I mean, Oregon's still probably the best, but like, you know, I, I have a difficult time balancing how awesome Oregon or how awesome Georgia is versus how bad Oregon is. And I don't exactly know where it is, but I tend to lean that Oregon is just not good, not physical. Uh, their offense is far less electric than it has been in, you know, previous years. They, they had stupid penalties the entire game. Incredibly disappointing from a Pac-12 stand. Uh, I'm going to counter Zane. I think, you know, Georgia, this is definitely more Georgia. Um, they're the defending national champs. I mean, they're just, it's five-star talent after five-star talent with them. And um, I don't know what the, the new nickname is for Stetson Bennett, but Stetson's that dude, that guy can ball. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that was a pretty poor showing for Oregon. Um, I think the, the bigger deal for the Pac-12 is definitely Utah losing to Florida. Utah had an opportunity to go into the swamp and, you know, show that they could, uh, you know, bring the Pac-12 back, but couldn't get it done. So, I don't know. Falls on SC shoulders now, I guess. Is is there a way either of those teams can can still make the playoff? No. Uh, are you talking Oregon, Utah? Oregon, Oregon or Utah. I don't. I think Oregon's done. I mean, you can't lose 45-3. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think they have a hard. I think Utah plays a couple people. Um, I mean, I, I, at least like Utah. Utah played a competitive game. I mean, granted, I don't think Florida was ranked, but um, I think Florida will be ranked by the end of this year. I think the SEC cannibalism will will hurt them a little bit. But Florida looked like a really good team. That quarterback is evidently the new favorite to win the Heisman. All of a sudden, dude, his like pump fake spin move. Oh, that like was like some Johnny Manziel shit. So. Wasn't that also just like the worst tackling you've ever seen in your life though? Like at the same time, great, great pump fake, but just, just horrific tackling. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> wasn't great. Wasn't That's great. Well, Zambi, as, as the person who picked Utah minus three um, against your, your parlay partner's wishes, uh, how did you feel about that, that last minute touchdown? Uh you know, Labor Day weekend was getting the best of me, so I wasn't feeling too strongly, but uh, <laughs> other priorities. <laughs> but I mean, it is a great game. So, I mean, yeah, I lost 20 bucks, but you know, it was, it was a fun game. You only lost seven. Oh, no, I also put in that bet I just Venmoed you for. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> allegedly. Okay. I was like, oh, God, did I just pocket this? Um, uh, this is all legal <laughs> gambling, by the way. Well, Speaking about uh, the Trojans' last or the Pac-12's last hope, uh, USC came out and kicked the shit out of Rice. It is Rice, but as as a USC hater, I will say that offense is looking pretty nice. Yeah, I will say you know I don't I don't think there's a USC fan out there who is screaming that we're going to win the championship. I think most USC fans you know put put pump the brakes and say, you know, this is right. That being said, I mean, that is everything we could have asked for in an opening game. Um, the offense looked pure electric. I think 12 players caught a ball 
Uh, yeah, we had 12 different players with a reception, 538 offensive yards. Um, Caleb Williams looks like a monster. Uh, the stupid penalties weren't an issue. Um, and the defense kind of turned things around and had three pick sixes. So from, from you know, just a, a person trying to see a change from the Helton era, um, it, was, it was palpable that this is no longer that team. Uh, Lincoln Riley's got these guys in shape. Um, and, and it's, it, it, you know, I'm not going to say it looks like Pete Carroll era, but it looks like a new era. It looks like, you know, something that gets us, gets us back on track to, to, you know, dominating the PAC 12, like we should. Well, you might be dominating a sinking ship, but still excited for you. Dan, would you agree with your USC co-fan? We have a, we can dominate. Dan does it. Yeah, I would agree with a lot of what, what Zane just said in terms of, uh, you know, the changes from the previous regime. It was so nice to not see a Graham Harrell offense that throws bubble screens on third and 10. That was refreshing. It was nice to see a team that doesn't have ridiculous personal foul penalties after making a big play. That was also refreshing. I think when it comes to USC, I think we're going to learn a ton this week coming up against Stanford because – uh, for the better half of the first half, Rice kind of dictated the tempo. They kind of, you know, shoved it down our throat a little bit, running the ball. USC was super op- opportunistic on defense, getting those big sixes. Uh, but we're going to need a better pass rush. We need to uh, get a better run defense. And this is Zoe squeaking with her uh, piggy toy in the background here. So Jesus. she loves football season as well. Getting after it over here. I hope the viewer, I hope the, the listeners love this. Um, but yeah, SC looked awesome. I love Caleb Williams. I mean, let's put it, let's say it right now. Why can't Caleb Williams win the Heisman? I um, I agree with what you said. I'd like to apologize for Zamblin. I put him on mute when I heard the squeak <laughs> boy. I thought it was Baha. Baha. Apologies, Zambi. Oh, no, he's, he's taking a nap. <laughs> well, it was. All right. Well, you heard about all of our insightful opinions on those first two games, but how well does the podcast know college football? Let's look into our last week's parlay results to find out. The boys went uh, one in five of the the six games bet with um, Host Zamblin losing Utah minus three over Florida. Oh, sorry, intern Zamblin. I almost gave you a promotion there. Uh, Dan picked uh, Panthers. Minus seven and a half. They only won by seven. That was a brutal one. To start out the, the parlay week, losing on a Thursday always sucks. Um, hey, and then, if I just lose by half a point all year long, I'll feel good about my selection. That was like, Dan, we talked about this. We were going to give you credit for a close loss, but you the only reason it was close is because of the Dan Hands interception play, which should have never happened. <laughs> I can't control that. All I can control is the final score. Thank you. That's true. Which, which you lost. Which you lost. Still, very true. And then Cooper that is lost objectively his, true. His NC State minus eleven and a half to to a scrappy East Carolina team. That was the electric game as well. Uh, did you watch any of that, Coop? Uh, no. I had a little more money riding on the North Carolina App State game, so I was pretty dialed into that and that. Um, that outcome was in my favor. So, um, but yeah, definitely was not on the nose with uh, NC State and East Carolina. Call, I call that one 
um, getting blindsided by the 13 ranking. That was a, think, that was a honey dicking. I do think that was the worst bet of the weekend out of all of us combined, just based on the parlays here. Well, I think that no, was the one that was furthest away. I think from hitting. on your team it was. On on our yeah. team it definitely was. Well, not. Jeff did a but 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 Cooper's game was actually electric. That that's the game where uh, East Carolina's kicker missed a PAT to tie the game with like a minute to go. And then proceeded to miss the game winning field goal for like the 30 yard line with four seconds to go. No one had a worse Saturday than East Carolina's kicker. That's very, very fair and saying. I totally agree with that. Yes. And that was a bad bet. But also, Jay Page's um, San Diego State minus six to Arizona. Uh, what was the final score of that game? How much did Arizona score? Uh, I think they scored something like 37, 34, 37. Uh, was not a good home opener for the Aztecs. Uh, pretty disappointed in that. Uh, definitely killed the vibe for the rest of the day. But, uh, you know, I'm going to blame it on it was about 105 degrees in the stadium with no shade whatsoever. And they were wearing black uniforms, all black. So not a great combo. Uh, but I will give credit to Arizona. They look a lot better. Uh, I assumed that they wouldn't recover that quickly from a, what was a, a winless season. Uh, but they look to actually be, you know, just a little feisty, maybe a, a good little uh, Pac-12 after dark team to follow. Um, but yeah, not looking great for the Aztecs. The quarterback was all over the place. Uh, yeah, just not a great showing from the Aztecs. That was true. That was, it was very surprising. I loved how for like, the first quarter and a half, all the hosts in our message were trying to talk ourselves into that we still had a chance on this bet. <laughs> it was thirty to seven. We're like, oh no, we're right there. We just, you know, stop <laughs> down, and Arizona just ran away with it. Yeah, that was that was an impressive display by Arizona. Just considering where they were at, I was I was surprised. Um, also, shout out to Craig, my father. He was at the game, and he was proud that his section was the only shaded section in the entire uh, stadium. There's literally just one section, and uh, he had a blast. He was a, he's a Wildcat alumni, so uh, happy that he had a blast and watching his Wildcats win. That's a veteran move right there. Well, uh, I, have a, I have a fun fact about, about this game. So this weekend, I think I bet five total Pac-12 games, and I picked – four of those Pac-12 teams to cover. The only team that fucked me was the only team that won, and it was goddamn Arizona. <laughs> and so, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Damn. Well, speaking about bad bets, Zane, you also had Houston minus four over uh, University of Texas San Antonio. Is that UTSA? Yep. The Mighty Roadrunners indeed. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tip my cap to Coop. He said, he said before that he thought the Roadrunners were pesky. Uh, you know, they tricked Wiley Coyote and now they, now they tricked the Coons. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on in San Antonio, but looks like their team's formidable. I'm also not going to sit here and say Houston should be a top 25 team. Uh, they shouldn't, I will not be picking them to cover any more spreads this year. They looked absolutely terrible in that game. It's a miracle that they actually won. 
and, and maintain their top 25 seed. But um, Houston's dead to me. Absolutely dead. Fool me one, shame on you. You don't get a second chance. Yeah, I think the Houston and uh, North Carolina schools really burn themselves to my eyes. Um, but that leads us to the one winning bet of the day. I mean, I say winning, but, you know, being anchored down by my my two teammates uh, didn't didn't help any payment. Uh, we had my pick of Notre Dame plus 17 and a half over Ohio State. Honestly, a disrespectful line. But, um, I mean, only losing to 11 in the horseshoe when you don't really have an offense. I was very impressed by Notre Dame. The 10-7 halftime lead, I'm like, how the fuck is this happening? Coop, were you excited during the game? Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't, you know, be completely dialed in. Um, I mean, I think a lot of us covering has to do with uh, Jackson Smith going down. If that guy's still playing, I don't know if uh, it might be all red for us, but um, Notre Dame covered. That's all that matters. Um, I think they're still – if they can run the table, I think they're still in the playoff hunt. So, um, yeah, offense is a good out, though. Where's your confidence that they will run the table? I mean, it's a hard day. What, you got to play Clemson. You have to play USC. Uh, BYU, you should be, but it's a, it's a hard game. I think it's at BYU. I mean, if the offense – No, it's – isn't it, oh, it's isn't in, it I- in Vegas or something like that? No, it's in Ireland. I forgot. It's the no, widest – No, it's in, Ve- it's in Vegas. It's in Vegas. Yeah. I so. thought it's in Ireland. Which one's in Ireland? They play uh, – uh, maybe Navy or something? I don't know. That would be a pretty Notre Dame Navy thing to do. And he, anyways, I mean, I, if their offense is shaky again this week, then I'm not confident that we'll, be, we'll amount to much this year. But Well, I mean, they're playing Marshall. If you can't score against Marshall, um, yeah, I agree with you then. Yeah, so, I mean, if they I'm don't – sorry. I, I was just going to say – the quarterback from Notre Dame is not going to cut it. Yeah, Tyler Buckner. We got a five-star recruit for next year, so we'll maybe this year's <laughs> not the national championship year, but um, you know, I'm I'm happy, and we don't have Brian Kelly. Like I, so yeah, time will tell though. Still, uh, probably like 15 weeks until we play, or not 15, but a lot of weeks until we play USC. So, also, if you are to lose a game, first game of the season is the one to lose, especially in college football, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Notre Dame's defense is impressive. I also think, like, I, I don't know. Ohio State didn't look like Ohio State on offense. I wonder I wonder how much of that is actually Notre Dame or it's just week one kind of thing. Uh, big game. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't take too much away from that game currently, other than, like Dan said, like, Notre Dame's offense is not impressive at all. Defense, you kind of tip your cap to them, but – I don't know. I don't know, I'd, I'd say we're a top 10 team. Um, I don't think top five. I think we'll probably, what, we're ranked six now? I think that's very fair. I think it also helped a lot that Oregon just got blown out. So, like, they're like, oh, you only lost by 11? Who cares? Like, it was one of the big three. So, Dane, did you find yourself rooting for Notre Dame in that game? Absolutely not. Once, once the parlay lost, I was 100% rooting for Ohio State to not only win, but cover the parlay. It didn't matter anymore. I didn't, I didn't want to hear Jake talking about how they lost, but it's okay because I covered. It doesn't really matter. I hate that. 
you know, whenever I pick USC to cover and they still lose, I can lie to myself all day and say I'm fine with it, but they lost and that sucks. And so I want Notre Dame to lose. And, you know, unfortunately, I got half my wish. Wow. I feel that. I feel that. But I also, in my head, I, my thought was that like a Notre Dame win at Ohio State and then USC beating that Notre Dame team would go a long, long way. So I found myself rooting for Notre Dame on Saturday. Ugh, I just can't. I just can't do it. I think. I just think about Cooper and Jake talking to me the next day, and I can't. Boy, I get that. Hard. I get that. Okay. <laughs> well, I, we could dig into this, but I'm sure we'll unpack it further on, in the following weeks. So we'll jump into <laughs> the new parlays. Um, team hosts went first last time. Team interns, you are up. Who is the first pick off the board for this week's parlay? Well, I think I'm leading us off. And after a lot of animosity last, last week, um, we, uh, we aligned. Uh, so to kick things off with uh, probably the biggest game of the weekend, or at least on paper, Texas-Bama. Uh, I think Bama's wiping the floor with Texas. I, I think this game's going to be, you know, a little too big for uh, Quinn Ewers bridge, Bridges and – I can see Bama winning 45-17. So give me Bama covering 20 and a half. 20 and a half? Okay. I do actually like that pick, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I also have – well, I, I mean, I think Alabama played too shitty of a team last week to say they're really, really good. But I'm also pretty sure, like, Bryce Young had, like, over 100 rushing yards and, like, six touchdowns in the first half. So, Yeah. Don't forget that Saban is playing against his former offensive coordinator as well. Oh, my God. So there's going to be some animosity in that. Those poor kids. We'll see if Texas is back. I I hope um, hope they aren't, for your sake, Coop. Not back. <laughs> um, okay, from team hosts, who would like to give their pick first? Who went first last time? I went first last time, which could explain why I was the only one who got it right. <laughs> All right, Paige. Go ahead. Whoa, I got first pick. Oh, yeah. Damn. Wait, wait. Can I go first? Can I go first? <laughs> you can go first. I don't care. All right. USC minus nine over Stanford. I love it. Oh. Oh. Offense is so offense is so explosive. Um, I just think they're gonna they're gonna put up like 45. This is not the Stanford we knew in the past who was like relying on a good defense and a strong, you know, offensive core. They're very pass heavy this year. They're going to throw three interceptions. We're going to return all of them for touchdowns again. USC minus nine, lock it in. I love it, Zane. I love it. This sounds like a guy who's not going to be watching this game live because he's going to be backpacking in the (laughs) mountains of Idaho this weekend because you'd be stressing your ass off if you're watching that live. Yikes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll also I'll also say, you know, I didn't present this pick to to the, the group. I think Jake and Paige both I was I was pitching it for you. And you were pretty yeah. and so and so I'll I'll take it. If they give it to me, I'll take it. All right. I love it. I love it. Caleb Williams. I think we're looking at a we're looking at a close game and I'm scared of Stanford's ability to just run the ball down our throats. So they're not good at running, and their offensive line is horrible this year. uh, Shout out EJ Smith, fellow uh, Jesuit College prep alumni. I think he had 
the first play of the game had like an 80 yard run for a touchdown. So for Stanford. Yeah. Oh, sick. <laughs> well, it's too late. We locked it in. So. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, fuck your okay. friend. <laughs> okay. Um, Dan or Zambi, you're up. Yeah. So I'll be going uh, next for the interns here. We're going with uh, Baylor over Kentucky. Baylor is not playing Kentucky. Baylor's playing BYU. That's, that's part of why we're playing the other Wait, 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 wait. Also, oh. are we going money line here? Or are we going plus three? You're not allowed to do money three. line. Remember. You cannot go money line. Good. Money Good. Hey, Dan, let your let your teammate make his pick. If he wants no, no. Baylor over Kentucky, he can take Baylor over Kentucky. We've already talked about this this time. We actually had a FaceTime pre- pre-podcast to i thought we had a rule where the other where the teammates couldn't talk zambi has to give the pick what is the pick baylor over (laughs) who they're playing (laughs) just baylor covers is that is that Baylor over uh, those people down in uh, Utah. byu yeah yes is it minus three baylor minus three over over byu (laughs) Yes. Plus three. They're a dog. They're Baylor a dog. plus three over BYU. Thank you. Yes. Okay. 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 We'll see if uh, BYU is ready for the Big Ten smoke. That was painful. Big 12. <laughs> Big 12. Thank you, Dan. Uh, let's see. Oops. I almost put Zambi twice. Okay, Paige, you want the second pick in ours or the third? Uh, I'll take the second. Hey, hit me with it. I'm going to go Texas A&M minus 17 over Appalachian State. Ooh. Love that. Feels like a game that they handle their business. They should win by 30, but obviously we saw last week's performance by Appalachian State. Can they repeat anything like that? I don't know. I think UNC is shittier than we thought. I'm going to trust the Aggies on this one. I like that. I like that. People were saying Texas A&M could be like, a potential playoff team. That's automatic. Right there. Great pick. Right there. Uh, I'm trying Paige. to find the – do we know what time they're playing tomorrow? Paige, that may or may not have been my pick. Oh. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now. Uh-oh. <laughs> spiral. They're spiraling Inter- already. Inter- oh, no. Doing? Are we rocking Did the, with inter- the Mayo boy? Are, Did are you guys not have – did you guys not have a backup plan? We got a couple. We got a couple. Oh, oh, oh no. Spiral. Oh, my God. I have mine. I'm going to go rogue. Can I go rogue, boys? Oh, Can I get your, uh, <laughs> oh man. He said Please go rogue. Teamwork. It just you gets got, better. He's gotten zero Please dark. Go third class. Dan is our favorite player. Whatever bet Dan says is the bet. That is the rule. It has to be a Thursday night game, Dan. No, it does not. Little <laughs> Central Florida. That's a nice Friday game. You could bet. Yeah, it's kind of oh, spicy. Thank you. Okay, uh, my turn. Yep. Does not look happy. <laughs> Woo pig suey, Arkansas minus eight against South Carolina. I do like that. I do like that pick. Is that game at Arkansas or is it at South Carolina? At Arkansas. Yeah, I don't think Spencer Rattler's very good. So no, KJ Jefferson till the day I die. 
page, you really, really messed me up there. I thought I was going to be smooth sailing with that AM pick. Oh, man. I loved it. I love that pick so much. I love it even more. <laughs> Honestly, as an objective football fan, I love both of our parlays right now. We're both going to cash in big time. I don't think Dan's going to like my, my last pick, though. Oh, oh you. yes, do it, Jake. I'm going do Notre it. Dame. Minus one and a half over the Marshall. The hammer. Oh yeah. This is the wow. statement game. This is this will be uh uh coach's first win, you know, as head coach. And uh I think we get it done. I think we realize this is a lot easier than playing Ohio State in the shoe in front of a hundred thousand people. And we, we have some pretty calm nerves for that. So I think the boys will be buzzing and ready to hit somebody. I'm going to be rooting against Marshall. I'm going to be rooting for Marshall so hard on Saturday. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be rooting be for USC is the sad wait, part. Wait, but Dan, don't you want it to look good when Notre Dame wins and they get to play USC? And, and Not anymore, no. <laughs> Fuck that. I would love for them to lose to Marshall. I, I like this pick because all, we've, all everyone is doing is just shitting on Notre Dame's offense. If there's a team that they could come out and just dominate against, it's freaking Marshall. And so this is a statement. This is a statement for the offense here. I think the defense can hold them to like 14 points. I, I, I like I like it, Jake. I love it, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling happy with all our three, honestly. Um, honestly, these are all look pretty good. I felt like last week I was looking at the interns. I'm like, these are – I feel like these are coin flips. Besides, like, I was – I like the NC State one, but that didn't even work out. But hey, all, all I'm gonna say is that uh, team hosts are just a bunch of front loaders. They don't believe in any underdogs. We at least have a plus on our board, so we're, well, we are more interesting. It, it, it's Baylor versus the field <laughs> plus three is what I put down. That was the submission. Right? <laughs> I like the plus. The plus looks good. Okay. Well, I, I also think Dan is in trouble with that game because that is a 7.30, 7.15 p.m. game, prime time for BYU. It'll be midnight for those boys from Texas. That screams BYU victory by, like, 14 points. And he knows that. Look at his face. Look at <laughs> I don't like the time of that game. I like Arkansas at 9 a.m. I'm a big Arkansas. Arkansas and Alabama are 9 a.m. So we'll just be waiting all day long for uh, Baylor. Well, so, well you got to get to that Baylor first. Um, but we probably, we're about to hit the hour mark. So we'll push on. I'll pass it off to um, co-host Zane with the NFL. Oh, oh, as you know, uh, super special guest Zane, biggest NFL fan on the show. Uh, it's only appropriate that I lead us off on our first real NFL talk being a, you know, reigning Super Bowl champion fan myself. Um, boys, we finally made it. This week is the week. We've all wrapped up our final uh, NFL fantasy football drafts. The time has come. It's NFL, baby. Come this Sunday, Dan will get to turn on his TV, see his favorite boyfriend on his screen, and watch <laughs> Scott Hansen all day long oh no dan stop that face uh but but we're gonna go we're gonna start this segment off by going through all of our teams i think 
I think we have uh, five here. I don't know, Dan, are you a, a Seahawks fan or a Rams fan? He, he can't figure it out. He's wearing a Mariners jersey, but he claims to be a Dodgers fan. Nobody knows what that kid's doing these days. NFL fan. NFL fan over here. Oh, just an NFL fan. You're not you're off the you're off the Rammies. Oh man. At least I was never verbally I haven't really been on the Rammies that hard. Honestly, if I if I can pick a bandwagon team, I'm a Chargers guy this year. Oh god. All right, put the Chargers in there for Dan. But we'll kick it off with the home team. Uh, a team that is likely gonna take the biggest dip from from any of the podcast favorite teams here. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, Zamblin, talk to us. What are the expectations this year? What is your uh, over under? Wait, what is it? Your win over under? What is your what is your over under for how many wins this team is gonna is gonna have? So I'm pretty sure Vegas has us at five and a half wins. I think we're gonna we're gonna get seven wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I shouldn't hey. be laughing, but oh. <laughs> no. Everyone's shitting on the Seahawks right now. There's good energy. We got rid of Russ. You know, it's a new era. It's the Drew Locke era. Oh, he's not even. I thought, isn't Geno starting? You're right. <laughs> Zambi, what are what are the expectations this year? What is a successful season? Rashad Penny doesn't get injured. Kenneth Walker is a nice RB two. We use him as a duo along with. Um, I believe we have uh, Goodwin, Lockett, and DK. So the offense, it has some weapons. It's just it's the offensive line going to stay healthy. So I think as long as we protect, beat the Rams at least once. Note that least. But uh, you know, this season, it's going to separate the 12s from the Seahawks fans. That's, I think, the biggest takeaway. Uh, and it's a frenzy year to get back to our roots. Zambi, I have a Zambi, I have a question for you. Do the Hawks get it done against the Broncos Monday night? Uh, I think they do. Yeah, I think Russ is going to get. I really, I really want to take Hawks money line. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Russ is going to get in his own head. I'm calling it now. Do you think there'll there'll be more cheers or uh, more booze? More more booze. booze. Really, I think it'll start out cheers, and then this once the game starts, all booze. Yeah. Wow. Sad. Sad. I think they'll boo him from the jump. I think a lot of people in Seattle are over Russ. They think he was a diva. They think he was the reason that he and Pete couldn't get along well. I think there should be a ton of booze. All right, booze in Seattle. Uh, I think he said seven wins. Um, and so, Coop, Coop, let's move on to you. Coop's Cowboys, uh, always high expectations. Uh, always think you're going to win the Super Bowl this time of the year. Where are we at right now? Over, under, expectations for the season. Um, yeah, I mean, like always, expectations are, you know, pretty much Super Bowl or bust. Um, you have a healthy Dak Prescott. Fortunately, our everyone else isn't too healthy right now. We've lost Tyron Smith for a bulk of the year. Uh, I think Michael Gallup is still out. Um, and so it's it's hard to gauge. I mean, obviously, they didn't play in preseason. So 
I think this is a pretty much make or break year for Mike McCarthy. If he can't, if he can't get the Cowboys to at least the NFC Championship, he's probably done. Uh, so with that in mind, well, do you do you want me do you want me to give you Vegas's over under and you just say whether it's over under? Is that easier for this? Uh, yeah, I like that. You have that pulled right. up. Yeah, I do. This is according to Vegas Insider. Um, so the over under for the Dallas Cowboys right now, 10 and a half. That's yeah, I was about to say, I think we're like right around, we're probably hovering between nine and 11 wins. Hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to say we go Vegas, Vegas agrees since they put it at 10 and a half. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go we, 11 and six. So I take, I'll take the over. Ooh. Well, you know, we should beat both the Giants and Washington. And then I think we'll split with the Eagles. Um, but yeah, it really boils down to how well Dak is. And this is also make or break here for Zeke. I think if he has another shaky year, I think he's done. So 11 and six. Um, yeah, leave it at that for now. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm going to pass it off to our last, what I would call true fan, uh, die hard fan, emphasis on die, uh, Jake Gilman and his Chicago Bears. Jake, what are the expectations this year? Vegas has the Chicago Bears at six and a half wins, over under on that number. Um, What are we expecting from Justin Fields? Give it to me. Um, we're going to hit the over. We're going to outperform. We're going to go eight and nine. Um, it's going to be unfortunate because we're going to be like one of the worst eight and nine teams. I just think from all the buzz I've been hearing about Justin Fields, he's been looking very good in training camp. And I think our defense will be good enough to have like Fields be able to make some crazy plays and like win a couple games we should have lost. But, uh, I don't, I'll go eight wins. Is it too optimistic? Probably, but you know, fuck it. That's what being a fan is, right? I really, can we, is it possible to pull up the bear schedule and go game game game? I'll really do that right now. I, like, oh, I have a hard no. time seeing the bears getting more than five wins. <laughs> that would be good content. I like that idea. Okay, I'm, I think I'm pulling it up. Pull it up, pull it up. Uh, Jake, how many bears players, did you draft a bear player for each of your fantasy teams? This um, year's? In in our league, I did. I drafted Darnell Mooney uh, for Show Me the Mooney is the name of the team. Um, and, yeah, Cole Komet might be on a couple of my others. So, yes, there's a Bears player on each each fantasy team. I love that. That was your one don't. Yep. Okay, I'm going to start us out. Back-to-back losses to the Niners and, and Packers. Okay? Then we beat Texans. We beat the Giants. We steal one against Minnesota because Minnesota you, wrong. Are you Lost. saying it's a three-game win streak? Yes. Lost. It's actually going to be a four-game win streak because oh, we're going to beat God. the Commanders. <laughs> we're going to lose to the Patriots. We're going to lose to the Cowboys. We're going to beat the Dolphins. Wrong. Uh, I don't know, Jim. We're going to lose games. a disappointing one against the Lions. We're going to beat the Falcons. We're going to beat the Jets. Lose to the Packers. You lose lose the the Eagles. Lose to the Bills. 
beat the Lions, that's the eighth, and then lose to the Vikings. Eight wins. Eight and nine. Yeah. All right, Jake. That was convincing. I think I like that would it. be a hell of a season for oh, the Bears. Yeah. It, it's just going to do just enough so we don't get a good draft pick. It's going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on from the Bears. Uh, Paige, you have newly adopted the Buffalo Bills, I believe. Uh, really going out on a limb, picking an underdog this year. Uh, <laughs> what are the expectations their over under wins is 11 and a half the highest in the league thoughts yeah it's definitely a high uh line there i'm actually gonna say under i'm gonna keep the bills humble here i think they're gonna get 11 wins because their schedule i thought it might have been a little easier um before actually looking at it while jake was talking us into the bears winning eight games um They've, they've got some good matchups. You know, they play the Rams and the Chiefs. They play uh, the Ravens. Um, it's not going to be an easy – it's not going to be a cakewalk. So, I'm going to say they're going to go 11-6. and six, uh, They also but, just have a tough, tough division. What? They have a tough division that they have to play in. The Bills? Yeah. Not that tough. Not, I mean – you, like, you got to play in New England. It's tough to play in New England. So, yeah, you're right. Miami, Miami's kind of a hot little startup, a little hot rod from down south. Yeah, you can't play the Jets, Jets twice. It really brings down that average. <laughs> yeah, they get the Jets twice, but they get the they get the Browns November 20th. I don't know when that coincides with uh, Watson's suspension. I don't know. I don't have a week tracker here, but. Um, if he's not there, that should be obviously an easy win. They also have the Vikings. I'm, I'm bullish on the Vikings a little bit this season, but uh, it's getting off topic. But, yeah, I think 11-6 and six is fair. Um, but my big prediction is I think Josh Allen is going to be the MVP. I think this is his year. And I think if my current fantasy team has any, any chance, um, we, might, uh, we might need him to pull off an MVP performance. Sorry, I was literally just making a pick as I as I said that sentence. Was it Josh Allen? It wasn't Josh Allen as the pick. No, it was actually oh. Josh. We're in the we're in round fifteen. <laughs> Would have been electric. Josh Would have been electric. Is that said? Yeah, Josh Palmer on the Chargers. Good pick. Good pick. Speaking boy. of the Chargers, Dan Great is apparently a Chargers boy these days. Um, Dan, as an avid fan uh, since day one. You know, what, what do you expect from this team? Um, Justin Herbert, you know, didn't have the sophomore slump that I think a lot of us thought we would. Uh, he's proved me wrong, giving me perhaps my worst take on the show to date. Um, but it looks like Vegas has the Chargers at a high, high mark. Ten and a half wins over under there. Over. Ooh. Twelve and five. Ooh, the charges. I, I think Justin Herbert's a real deal. I think Austin Eckler's great. Austin Eckler's a great player. Uh, their offensive line got a whole lot better last year with the draft pick of Rashawn Slater. They really upgraded their defense. Shout out to uh, Jake Bears and Khalil Mack. Uh, JC Jackson coming over from New England. Um, I think they've got a very tough division, but I think the Chargers will win the AFC West, and the Chargers will be playing 
for the Super Bowl. A little spoiler for what's going on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Read the rubric, Dan. Jeez, just a loose cannon. Doesn't even check the rundowns. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we'll get out of that. Dan apparently left to go take care of his dog. Uh, I'll wrap us up here, boys. The Rammies coming off a Super Bowl win. Um, Expectations are high. uh, As, you know, for me, though, it's just, you know, here to have a good time. Here to watch the games with the boys. Um, Vegas has us at 10 and a half uh, total wins. I did do a little math in my head, just looked at the schedule briefly, and I counted 11 wins. So I'm going to take the over there. Um, tough, tough start to the season, I think, for the Rammies. They got to play, you know, opener against Buffalo tomorrow. Um they got, you know, the Cowboys, luckily at home, but then they got, you know, to go to Tampa Bay at some point. They got to go to Kansas City. Uh, they got to go to Green Bay. Uh, they got to go all the way across town to play the Chargers. There are some sneaky tough games in this schedule. I wouldn't be shocked if they end up with like nine wins, but like a, a solid nine win team. Um so that's that's sort of my insider info on the Rammies. Dan, are, did you have you totally just jumped off off this team? We got the Super Bowl and you're out. Is that what? I mean, to be fair, I think I was really only on the Rammies until I worked at NFL Network, and then working at NFL Network, I became an objective NFL fan. Um, however, I think you're underselling the Rams. I think the Rams will be better than that. Did you say twelve and five? I thought you said nine wins. No, what did I miss. No, no, I said, I said, I'm going to pick, I thought I said 11. Did I say 11 oh, or 12? My bad. I wasn't oh. really paying attention because I was drafting. So I just put 12. Maybe I, like I said 12. Now I can't remember. But, but I, but what I said was just that they have to travel some tough places. Yeah, I feel that. I think uh, as somebody that drafted Cooper Cup and Cam Akers in a lot of leagues, uh, I hope that the Rams offense is good. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, boys, it's that time of year again where we uh, where we buckle down. We make some bold predictions uh, for this NFL season. We're going to do the Super Bowl and the MVP. I'm going to go backwards order here. I'm going to start with Jake. Jake, who's your Super Bowl? Well, are we doing the teams and yeah, the winner? The, yeah, teams and winner. How about teams and winner and MVP? Go. Okay, well, I'm really glad I get to go first because no one's going to have this. I'm going to have the Chargers in the Super Bowl, and they're going to be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tom Brady's going to win his, what is it, seventh ring? Eighth. Eighth? Who can't, like, I don't know if if math goes that high, how many rings he has. But, yeah, I agree with what Dan said. I think the Chargers are going to be an electric team this year. Justin Herbert is a real – he covered it all. So I think they, they make it through a really tough AFC. And then look at the NFC, like besides Bucks and Rams are really the only two I was debating between. And I just bet on Tom Brady. If I, if we had each just bet like a hundred dollars each year on the Patriots winning the Super Bowl at the beginning, we'd probably be like millionaires with interest over the last 20 years. So yeah. Bucks chargers. And MVP. Um, I'm gonna go with Justin Herbert. Ooh, 
double down, a little double dip action for Jake. All right, Zambi, who do you got? Uh, honestly, I was still thinking about it. Can you guys get back to me? We certainly can. All right, thank Paige. you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep it short and simple. Bills versus Rams are a rematch of tomorrow's game. And Josh Allen is going to be the MVP. Ooh, Bills, nice Bills over Rams. That wasn't uh, that wasn't clear. All right, Swooper, tell us how the Cowboys win it all and Dak Prescott's the MVP. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't think it's the Cowboys' year. <laughs> I do think that. Shit, this is tough. I have like. There's like two good teams in the NFC this year. <laughs> right. Um, I think the Rams will be going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, but it is only to – gosh. Coop knows he wants them to lose, but to who? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Chiefs go back. Ooh. Ooh. So electric, an electric Monday night Chiefs. football game from like two years ago. I'd be so excited for that Super Bowl matchup. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And well, my oh. MVP. Oh, MVP. Right, go ahead. Is I'll go Josh Allen. Ooh. Ooh, pretty creative, pretty creative. <laughs> Not uh, really. I think he's <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get mine out of the way because uh, I was going to say Rams over Chiefs, so I'm kind of just running, running it back with Cooper. But, you know, boys, as I'm looking at this, like, honestly, on both sides of the coin, it really seems like there's two dominant teams that can win, or maybe three. I'll go because, you know, I'll throw the Chargers in there for the – for the AFC, but like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of like parody in my opinion here. Um, but maybe, maybe that's just me. Uh, MVP. Ooh, it's tough. It's tough. I feel like Josh Allen's the favorite, so I can't go with it. I'm going to go. God damn. I I'm going to have to get back to you. I'm going to have to get back to you on this. Um, Zambi, are you ready? Yeah. Um, right. I'm going to go Ravens and Packers. Oh. MVP, it's going to be Lamar Jackson because he's pissed off about his contract. And if he doesn't have one by then, he's just going to get a Super Bowl and dip out and make his money elsewhere. I like it. I like it. All right, I'm going to go with the kind of the obvious pick for my MVP I don't know why I didn't pick this before, but Patrick Mahomes is going to be my MVP. Um, I think there's a lot of talk that, you know, Tyree Kill's gone. Who's who's going to be his go-to, kind of a new system? Nope. He's just going to do the same thing that he's always done. Um, and he's going to dominate, and we're going to have to watch his goddamn brother the entire time. Uh, Daniel Sun, Super Bowl prediction, MVP. I'll go MVP first. I'm going to go MVP, Joey Joe Burrow, your MVP of the National Football League. Uh, when it comes to the Super Bowl, you know I'm a big Chargers boy. I'm rocking with the Chargers playing, wait for it, 
listen up, Trevor Coat, Chargers Vikings Super Bowl with the Chargers winning it all. Did Dan just pick the Vikings to make the Super Bowl? Dan, how many beers did you have at the Mariners game today? A healthy amount, but I'm 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 high on the Vikings this year. You're Super Bowl high on them? Super Bowl high in terms of just getting there. I like it, Dan. I like it. Wow. Well, that's great because that leads us into our hot, our second segment, which is the hot take segment. Dan, yours is taken. The Vikings making the Super Bowl. That's the hottest of the hot, um, unless you have any others to, to, to go along with that. Oof. Uh, Don't hurt yourself. Cooper has one. He's itching to, to talk right now. So we'll go to Cooper. Uh, yeah. Um, my hot take is that this year's Bengals will be no other than the Jacksonville Jaguars, baby. Ooh. Jagging their way off into the playoffs, and they will beat the Bills in the divisional round and find themselves in the championship. <laughs> Only what? to play the Chiefs. Oh, my God. Uh, Trevor nice. Lawrence, dark horse MVP candidate. Are that you? Is nice. Wow. This hot take after hot take. Wow. That is bold. And you know what? I don't hate it. I don't hate it, Cooper. It's I a hot take. Anyone else? Anyone else got one? I don't have a like nothing I can say is hotter than that take. Uh, Cowboys don't make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, I love that. No, it's not that hot. That's not uh, that hot. They're eliminated already. <laughs> I got one. I got one. Tom Brady retires in the middle of the season. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Kind of a sad hot take. That is a sad hot take, but he's already retired. So, any others? Any other takers? Jake, I feel like you have one up your sleeve. Uh, let's see. Hot take off my sleeve. Well, he said the Bears were going to get eight wins or something. That's, like that. that's pretty hot take. Uh, the Carson hey, Wentz hot. Commanders are 12 and four. No, 12 Ooh. And but, but yet they lose to the Bears. No, but yes, they do. We're one of the five <laughs> losses. Jake, Jake, you're on auto draft right now. Oh fuck, I keep forgetting. Oh <laughs> no, sad. <laughs> All right, I got, I got another one. I don't think it's that hot, but I think uh, what what Matty Ice up there for Indianapolis Colts goes off. Uh, I don't think he's an MVP candidate, but I think he has a complete like career resurgence, and the Colts are you know a top three uh, AFC team by the end of the year. Ooh, I like that. I, and I, like I don't that think thing. that's that hot. I don't think that's that hot, to be honest with you. I like that. I think they could be a top uh, seed. They could win the division. They could be a team that hosts a home game, but they're going to lose in the divisional round just to a team that has yeah. been there and is better. The Chargers. Chargers have been there a lot. Uh, no, 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 but just think about a better team. All right, any more hot takes, boys? Well, otherwise, we're going to go to our pick them segment. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, if the fans remember this from last year, but in this segment, we pick two games, right? We pick our most confident game of the week. Well, I think technically in our group, we pick all of them, but for the show, we're going to do our most confident and our least confident game of the week. Um, are any of the boys ready right away? 
I've got a most confident ready. Do it. Uh, Ravens over Jets. Just no. That was mine, Jake. That's what I was gonna say. So I will pivot. I have I have a different one. Ooh. My most confident is the Panthers over the Browns. I think Baker's itching to show up for that game. Wow. I could you should should have just played that one for your hot take, Coop. (laughs) Yeah. I agree, Coop. I agree. I like that. My most confident, my Colts over the Texans. That's automatic win. Your did you say your Colts? My Colts. Why are they your Colts? Because I'm all over Matt Ryan this year. No oh. one looked better in a Falcons uniform. No one will look better in a Colts uniform. I talked about it last year over and over again. I must have phased this out. Is Courtney okay with that? More than okay. We've talked <laughs> about it before. <laughs> all right. My most confident. I got to rock with my Chargers over the Raiders. Ooh. That's... Boom. That's spicy. I got a good one here. That's your most confident? You don't think <laughs> the Raiders are are good? I mean, my most confident, Jake, is what, what you had to say there uh, oh. with whatever game that was. What was that game? Ravens-Jets. Yep, that was, that was the one I wanted. But I pivoted, so I'll go there. Okay, I like it. Well, I don't like it, but I like the confidence. Yeah. My lock, it's going to be uh, Patriots over the Dolphins. Ooh, that's another kind of, I don't know, Jim. No, no. I was, I was watching NFL Live today, and I can't remember if it was four times in a row or four times to a single divisional rival. But basically, Belichick hasn't lost four times in a row or four times in total to a team. So they're at three right now. It's not going to let it be four. Does nobody want to take – the Broncos over the Seahawks as well. Ah, geez. <laughs> oh, kind of, actually. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Any least confidence? Um, That's just the inverse. Rams, Rams versus it is. It is the inverse. Rams versus Bills has to be up there. Oh, yeah. It's like your least good one. Is this like how does this work? Is this like your least confident in the favorite team? It's your most coin flip game, the closest game you think. Packers, Vikings. You think, wait, do you think the Vikings are going to crush the Packers? No, I'm least confident in in picking a winner. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, my bad. I'm going to go simply simply because he's been like very flaky this offseason. I'm going to go Bucks, Cowboys. Ah. I would disagree with that. I think the, the Bucks are going to win. Nope. Tom Brady cares more about his family broken marriage with Giselle than winning. So <laughs> Dak only cares about Campbell's and winning. <laughs> Any others? Any others? I'm going to say uh, Jacksonville and Washington. Ooh. I like that one. That's a, that's a coin flip for me. No, see, for my bold prediction to happen, the commanders really need to to win this one. Well, for Cooper's bold prediction, 
imagine the Jags really need to win this. So yeah, if the Jags lose this game, my hot take is pretty much history. <laughs> wow, what man? We have dueling hot takes. That's pretty exciting, though. In week one, one of the In hot takes one. will basically be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Pac-12 of hot t- takes. Anything else? <laughs> I think Raiders and Chargers are a coin flip, honestly. Ooh, yeah, the Devontae era in Raiderlands. Pretty exciting stuff. Plus, I don't know if JC Jackson's gonna play this week. I love how we have Raiders, Chargers in two places. I think the Eagles Lions game could be could be close. See, I think that is um I think that's hard knocks clouding our vision. I think I think the Eagles are gonna like Izzy and I are in a pick them and we did the Lions because she's invested in them now, but I'm I'm not happy about that pick. I'm big on the Lions. I need the Lions this year. Big, yeah. Give me give me Campbell all day, every day. All right, boys. I think that just about wraps it up. Um now we have a little House of the Dragons. I think, are there a couple of boys? Spoiler alert. Are there a couple of boys that need to hop off before we do the explain it to Dan? I do uh, need to hop off. As a fellow House of Dragon watcher, I was unable to tune in this weekend. and I'm playing shame. Hey, shame. 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 Give me all shame. the shame. shame. Uh, it's well-deserved. It's warranted. So, um, yeah, this is where I say my farewell. Well, Coop, watch tonight, listen to the podcast in the morning, and we'll do a full recap for you. Then we'll recap the recap to Coop. That's what we'll do. (laughs) Well, I will be logging off now. Uh, Got my pick here, but I am watching it tonight. So I'll be right there with Coop. But have a good week, fellas. Go Zags. Go Zags. Real quick, before we get into that, are we doing like a survivor of like having to pick the team that – is he going to win this week and then move on the next week? Are we doing a survivor? Or are we just doing that most confident, least confident? Maybe we maybe we start that week too, just because we yeah. haven't prepared. Yeah. Okay. Because we've made like let's start at week six two. Other six other relevant picks. Let's turn just a pick them show. Okay, <laughs> starting week two, we'll we'll start our survivors. We're slowly morphing into a gambling show. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, do you want to take it away since I, I did last week? Do you want to do this week? Okay. So, Dan, as you remember from, from last week, I'm sure, uh, there's there's trouble on the Iron Throne because everyone is competing for who's the rightful heir, right? And we left it where the, the uncle, the Kevin Durant-type character, who's talented but seemed to be flaky, um, was – was going to fight the the crab person who we said is the young up and comer. Did we compare him to John Morant? Okay. Looking so, back on it, we may have to revise. Yeah. Looking back, we might have. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll switch it. Um, okay. Next episode starts. What? It's three years later. Time has flown. The king now has a male heir. The king we compared to who who's like super soft and weak. Kevin Durant. We said he's Kevin Durant, right? No, the uncle's Kevin Durant. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're Everyone right. can't be Kevin Durant. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Soft and weak. Him. Was it was it Westbrook? Did we say? Yes. Yes, it's Westbrook, yeah. and like no one really likes, but you can't get rid of him. 
Yeah. Um, so he has a son now. Uh, he doesn't get a character yet because he's just a baby. Uh, but now that kid's the new heir. So his daughter. Well, 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 Jake, not nope. necessarily. That's a good. People think he should be the new heir because he's a guy and they don't like. I think he has kids. to have a. He has to have a comparison if uh, if he's already getting vowed for the throne. Could he be Brawny? He's not even in the league yet. Okay, people Bronny, are already crowning him the king. A lot of hype. Sure. Yeah, he's the Brawny. Sure. Everyone thinks he'll be great. Will he? We don't know yet. Um, who did we compare the princess to? Rhaenyra. Was that John? Was that one John Moran? No, no, no. no. Uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Right. Jason yeah. Tatum. Up and comer, a lot of promise. People haven't really bought in on yet, though, you know. But he's a girl. Yeah, but he's a girl. <laughs> um, okay, so she is super pissed at everybody because everyone's like, Oh, you're not really the queen. But in fairness, Russell Westbrook does tell her that that she's going to be the queen after a bunch of hunting stuff. I don't think we really need to talk about. Um, but big development. So John Morant, crab, crab king, right? You know, he and Kevin Durant are in a huge battle, picture like a playoff battle in like round one. And John Morant just gets his ass handed to him. Like it was a beat down, couldn't handle the dragon's range or Kevin Durant's persistence. Uh, I think Durant showed a lot of toughness and people are, are beginning to wonder if this is his team now, team being the kingdom in this metaphor. So, um, but boys, was anyone else disappointed in John Morant's, aka Crab King's performance? Like he was hyped up, yeah, so much. Yeah, I think I think this is what happens when you throw a rookie into you know a, a, a playoff situation, which was the Battle of the Steps. Um, a pretty cool sort of outcome here, Dan. Is you know strictly talking about the show itself, uh, the Kevin Durant character followed John Morant into a cave. You didn't see what happened in that cave, but you saw Kevin Durant's character walk out with his upper, the upper half of his torso, his legs, his stomach from below just missing, um, which I guess you could say, you know, Kevin Durant stole John Morant's soul in that cave, in that one-on-one -on -one matchup in the fourth quarter. But I'll tell you what, John Morant had him in the first half. He did. He did. But just because of the off-scene death, I, I hate to, like, disparage John Morant like this. Like, yeah, that, we might have jumped the gun on that comparison uh, before watching. I, I picture the crab feeder as more of a Ben Simmons type now. Yes. Not a real or, content. Or who is the uh, who is the the UW player who couldn't shoot free throws? Fultz? Yeah, Markel Fultz. A lot oh, of hype. Yeah. A lot oh, of hype, but quickly faded. He had a lot of hype. You're right. He had a lot of hype. I would say Damon's overall performance, who was the Kevin Durant, think of it as Durant's run, like, at the end of OKC through his Golden State tenure, where everyone was like, this is the greatest player in the world. Mm -hmm. Damon's coming off hot. People are like, this is the king of the Stepstones or the whatever it is, the Riverlands, whatever. It's, it's not the Riverlands, but the steps. he's basically – the steps yeah he's the king of this little area and people are like should he be king you know that kind of thing because his performance it was actually pretty badass I was, however uh, however it's only because coach threatened to to draft a new superstar they were true. gonna set, they were gonna they were gonna perhaps trade for i don't know a james harden and and kevin durant's character said fuck no i'm gonna go take john Rant myself now 
And he did. Stole his body. Yeah. And the best part, and then this is just the show in general, but that character didn't say a single word the entire episode. It was just fighting nonstop. I didn't even realize that until now. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say a single word. He was just fucking fighting. It was it was actually pretty sick. But I know you don't care, Dan. It's all right. That's kind of the opposite of Katie because Katie would be tweeting the whole time. But performance-wise, I think it, they comp pretty well there. Wait, Damon really didn't say a word the entire episode? Yeah, not a single word. He just beat up that poor messenger. <laughs> yeah. That was, <laughs> such a Katie thing to do. that was Katie. That's like if uh, some <laughs> random person on Twitter said something negative about KD and then Katie just like responds yep. for no reason. Yep. That is very Katie like. That was a tweet, and then Katie just kicked the shit out of him for, for that tweet. <laughs> very good comps there. But yeah, no, honestly, one of the greatest, I think it's one of the greatest episodes of Thrones in general, Whoa. including the other show. It was sick as fuck. Well, um, one one key thing that we've left out is uh is the king is trying to marry Jason Tatum off. Um, and oh, yeah. you know. Picking some el- eligible bachelors, you know, they've brought up uh, perhaps a Miles Turner, um, you know, maybe even a, uh, you know, the Spina could be a suitable bachelor. But Jason Tatum wants to, you know, take take his team to the championship by himself. And he doesn't want help. He doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't, he just wants, he just wants to do it by himself. He wants to show that he's worthy. Uh, he wants to prove it to Kobe that he's worthy. Yeah. And he might just want a little help, like a little uh, Peyton Pritchard type player. Yeah. You know, who, everyone's like, yeah, he put in some good minutes, but no one's yeah. saying he like was a reason they won. You Is know? Peyton Pritchard the, uh, the, the guard? Night. Yeah, the guard. <laughs> he's got experience. Uh, the only one with real playoff experience in NCAA. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're off the tracks we're off the tracks boys, <laughs> Stuff, boys. Uh, no, Dan, people come for on a scale of one to ten where would you say your understanding of the show is now i'm i i feel like i am picturing this so, <laughs> well. so i'll give it an eight Dan, oh, you need to you need to take notes and then like give us like a, a a 3d model like explanation at the end just to see if you paid attention <laughs> i will and, say my prediction from last week is right on track. There's three, you know, people fighting for the NBA title right now. Jason Tatum and, and the Celtics, Kevin Durant on his newly arised Lord of the Steps, and then Bronny James wants by the apple there too. Those are the three right now. So, and that makes sense because I guess the Lakers are the kings in this scenario, yep. but yep. it's kind of a waning franchise. Is the king more like LeBron James? I think I think the king might be like LeBron James. <laughs> I, mean, I think that fair. makes the most sense. Like an I, old LeBron James. Sense. An old LeBron James. Without any of the, the accolades. Yeah. Well, he, he's still the king. I guess he got like named it, but he didn't like have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Is, Dan. Dan, House of the Dragons segment. House well, of House of the Dan. House of the oh, Dan. Yeah, I like that. 
House of the Dead has concluded. We'll uh, rendezvous again next week. See where Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Bronny and LeBron all stack up. Uh, But I think with that being said, this episode's just about wrapped up. Thanks as always for listening. Uh, Feel free to let us know if we can make you some money somehow. Honestly, wouldn't be a terrible idea to fade us either. I'm just saying. Uh, After our last week's performance. But uh, yeah. We'll talk to you guys next week. Football's back. All right. Thanks for coming, everybody. Yeah.